This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. This is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflect... I, I can't, I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflexive. <laughs> and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. Oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with a drinking problem. Linda's back. Back again. Oh, God. Did you guys miss her? I miss you guys. I really I did. did. I'm, I'm back too, guys. Mm. Well, less okay. exciting. Yeah. You missed it, Linda. I came back. <laughs> I last missed your episode. return, which I am sad about because, you know, that would have been a big ceremony for me. Uh, yeah. It was, it was very little ceremony. Yeah. It would have been if I was here. Yeah. It deserves not a lot of fanfare. Well, I'll tell you what, I might not have been speaking the best English while I was over in Italy, but I was certainly drinking a ton of wine. Oh, they're going to say speaking great Italian. No, God. <laughs> I was butchering another language, I'm sure. Um, Amazing. Can you hear my clink, 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 clink? Yeah, we can all hear it. Oh, uh, so my no mom rice. recently sent me a text saying, uh, tell us what you're drinking mm. on the podcast. So this is for you, mom. I made a spritzer and there's ice cubes in it and it's white wine and um, a pomegranate soda. It's delicious, but it's noisy. Sorry, everyone. I'm drinking the same thing. Sans ice cubes. A little um, more professional. From yeah. Linda. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I do, I do it for you, Brian. Uh, this is probably the worst podcast to introduce what we're drinking. Since this we were is like, the worst podcast. Like, <laughs> no. A lot of confidence Period. there. Thanks. <laughs> End of story. No, because it's like, we were like, oh, this white wine's not that great. So let's put in some pomegranate soda. juice. Yeah, pomegranate soda. But I like it. I like our ingenuity. We're clever like that. But we also drank... Prosecco. Prosecco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we were celebrating Linda's return from Italy. Yes. And we were celebrating the fact that Linda bought a house. Oh my God, anxiety. <laughs> I'm like a Kathy comic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Welcome to the word, world of home ownership. I know. And when I read out soon after I bought a home, one of my mom's friends told me, home Monership. <laughs> that is a Kathy comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's full of moans and groans. Yeah. So we had a, it was funny because we had a bid accepted while we were in, in Italy. So it was an interesting time. Drama, drama, drama. Yeah. So, but I do think it's going to go through. So I will talk about it on this podcast. I hope in the next episode, I'm not like everyone it fell through, but um, I'm homeless. Yeah. But an exciting thing. Well, the reason that Morgan and Brian maybe are excited uh, is that I'm going to be, we're going to be like neighbors. Yeah. And stumbling our, distance away from each other. Which is great. I'll save a lot on my Uber. Yeah, you're now living in the same block as us and the Obamas. I was oh just about to gosh. say, I was like, so really the reason I'm moving to the neighborhood is because I really want to know about these potlucks that, that you and the Obamas <laughs> go to together. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode mm. two, three, four, five, because I have no idea which one it is, but it listen to one anyway, or possibly no, one. maybe it was two. You're right. Okay. Uh, just listen to all of them. Yeah, listen I to think all of them. A... Oh, sorry. Okay. I thought I heard a child screaming. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of screaming, 
Linda sent me an exciting update recently. Oh my God. Warning, National Weather Service to stop typing in all caps. It's a big day. It's really funny that they've done this and it's like about time, I guess, but it's like, it's the all caps does seem like screaming. I'm so happy that they finally Mm -hmm. caught up to like, I don't know, 30 years ago when they should have stopped doing that. The National Weather Service is crazy. If you've ever looked at any of their updates, yeah, they are in all caps screaming at you. And they're they're possibly talking about like a hurricane. So they might actually be talking about, so they maybe should do all caps when it's really important. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, pay attention. When it's the watch, not the warning, or the warning, not the watch. Damn it. Is that article in all caps? Yeah, because it's it's to be funny. Yeah, Yeah. that's hilarious. Theverge.com. So maybe if they should like do different levels, it could be like initial caps for just normal. That would actually be helpful because I can never remember the warning or the watch, obviously, as I'm saying. So it should just be like caps or not. Yeah, we should tell them to rethink it. It's like all caps, like like slate rain in 47 different Mm -hmm. counties. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, is this important? I don't know. But if it's like Hurricane Sandy, all caps. Caps that. Exclamation too. Why not? Yeah, please. (laughs) Do it all. Bold. Underline. Yeah. The emoji of like the shock. Weather emojis is a great idea. Yeah. For national alerts. Yeah. Hmm. It would be. Well, they're rolling it out on May 11th, so get excited. For the lowercase letters coming to you. Probably by the time this uh this airs, it will have passed, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll see how this affects people's hysteria when it comes to snowstorms and mm. rainstorms. Yeah. Maybe there'll be less people at the grocery store buying eggs oh when it's about to snow because like, really it doesn't seem people like people will a big not deal. notice at all. Maybe I'll notice. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> okay makes a difference guys mm-hmm. make your all caps count i feel like ah uh, another one i feel like this article i'm about to read is going to affect a lot of our lives it really made me like maybe really sad for myself when i read it i mean mm-hmm. go ahead get into it but i mean i am a huge abuser of this Molly Worthen wrote an op-ed for the New York Times, and she is urging Americans, specifically, I think, young college-aged people, to stop saying, I feel like. So, who is she? Can you tell us her profession? Uh, Sure. So, she's a college professor. Um, No, she's not. Is she? Yeah, an assistant professor. Okay. If I remember. Okay. She's an author and she is an assistant professor of history at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and obviously a contributing opinion writer. And she's noticed that a lot of her students, when arguing, debating, voicing their thoughts, what have you, start their sentences with, I feel like, yeah, and then whatever it is that they're thinking or arguing or debating and she thinks that it's uh, weakening your viewpoint. I mean, I totally understand what she's saying and I basically agree, except that it really depends on the context. So like, yeah, if you're doing a a, like debate, like if you're like in debate class, I I don't know the context of like exactly where this is bothering her, 
But obviously, if you're like arguing something important, you shouldn't be like, well, I feel like that person didn't commit murder. But like, I feel like they did. <laughs> but if you like in my everyday language, I think later in the article that you and I read, at least on Jezebel.com, not mm-hmm. on the right. Times, um, I think it says like that she mainly is actually talking about Gen Xers, which would be I feel like I Ooh. fall in this very thin line between where there's the cutoff for millennial and the cutoff for Gen X. Like I'm I'm definitely in the middle and like depends on like who's what they call an old millennial, which is just <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like it depends who's doing the uh defining of the ages there. But um I have said that for so long. I've tried to get rid of it in my language for so long, but later in the article they do go on to say like listen this is just like an evolution of language and if you are Mm -hmm. not just if you're not debating something if you're not super stating a fact and yes super stating a fact is an actual thing that you can do um cool you know then it maybe it is okay just to say well i feel like chicken Mm -hmm. tonight or i feel like that could be a different color. I feel like, yeah. you know, those I are... I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like this opinion <laughs> or is bullshit. All right. <laughs> You're no, more... I, Molly, I get it. And I do understand wanting to make sure that people empower themselves and aren't cutting themselves off at the knees and aren't deflecting and aren't avoiding and aren't yada yada. Um but I feel like yeah, it's it's not that big a deal. I, I think, like you said, it's an evolution. And I think it's just a way that people now say, I think that Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. this isn't fair. Now, maybe we don't say, I think that's not fair. Maybe we say, I feel like that's not fair. Because yeah. thinking and feeling are very related. And a lot of people sub one out for the other right i mean i (laughs) i feel like uh it's it's a little bit like as long as someone is not doing all those things you said as long as they're expressing themselves clearly and they're not putting themselves down kind of and putting their opinion down um then it's fine it's just an expression i don't Mm -hmm. know I, it's yeah. like I get it, but I also am like, eh, let people talk how they yeah. want. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I think it is good to be aware of. I think reading yeah. this is great because now I can recognize it when I say it. But I think there are so many things that you should probably recognize in your own speech, yeah. and especially if you are like a new new grad and you're or a graduate and um, you are going on job interviews and stuff, you should think about, Mm -hmm. you've probably only really spoken to your peers for a long time. So like talk to people, maybe not your peers, but like your parents or someone about how you sound and like little things in your language that can maybe come off as unprofessional or Mm -hmm. maybe not very, um, you know, a little bit more... I don't know. Juvenile. Or, juvenile. Yeah. 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 As we always say, audience is really important. Yeah. And Linda's right about that. If you're going into a job interview, if you're in a situation where maybe you want to uh, impress the people, then I do think you should take a minute and consider your words and try to be more succinct. Mm-hmm. But 
a lot of times, again, considering your audience, maybe you're at work and maybe your boss is saying something and maybe you have a contradictory opinion. I don't think, I think it's probably better for you to say, I feel like, yeah, blah, or, blah, blah, than to say, I don't agree with you. It depends on your relationship, but I also think that the, that saying, I feel like, is well, you'd have helpful. To, yeah, you'd have to catch it somehow. If it's, I feel like, or... I wonder if we considered this strategy or like just some mm-hmm. way that you're couching it to be like, no, wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Here's how we're doing it. Maybe think about the words that come after I feel like. Yeah, right. I mean, one thing that's helpful, I think that I actually heard from my husband once when he was talking to me about um, interviews that he's done before. He said that like he thinks that everyone thinks that the pause between a question and an answer is so much longer. When you're the person who has to give the answer, you panic like there's too much time. He was like, I let a few seconds pass before Mm -hmm. I think of like the next- It's a power move. Mm -hmm. The next thing I'm gonna say- when I listen back to this podcast, there are times, I mean, Brian obviously is a great editor and takes a lot of that out, but there are times when in my mind, there is an epically long pause or I was struggling for words or I was trying to pull up an article and then I listen and it's like, oh no, that was a half of a second. But in your mind, yeah, not that long. so much time passes and it seems like you're yeah. flailing. Also as an aside, when you're interviewing or talking to people, that uncomfortable pause, if you wait just long enough, that's when they start to tell you the truth and you get that real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, or you could get See? them drunk. Uh, or get them drunk a lot quicker. <laughs> That's why we do it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, about interviewing, this is something interesting that I was in a conversation with some people the other night, and we were talking about, it was people younger than me who were fresh out of college and have been looking for jobs, and they were all maybe at their first jobs, and talking about the interviewing process and how it's very hard, and how you never, until you're in that process, do you ever talk about yourself so much oh my god and it is true that the more you do it the better you get at it and that's often you know maybe why you're not going to get the first job you interview for uh because you do need to practice but just the idea that sitting down and talking about yourself you never do that unless you're in that scenario and i thought that was such a smart observation and just another just a good tip that i would have never thought to thought about is sit down with a friend or your mom or somebody and do like really do the fake interview and really talk about yourself and build yourself up and come up with those talking points that are so braggadocious (laughs) (laughs) that you would never say in real life, but that's the time to do it. Yeah, I think it's like, I, I actually would find it probably harder to do that with someone that I know, but you do it in the mirror but you have to to because you have to practice it's too it's so awkward yeah i think we should change the name of the show to job advice from the old millennials um but speaking of like job advice from old millennials or young gen xers is that what the other one they all sound like i think i'm young gen xer you are all you're both definitely old millennials i don't know about that i'm out of some of the definitions no morgan we watched that that gen x documentary Mm -hmm. all right fine anyway the last time i went to my alma mater uh for like fun i was at a bar with some friends that i graduated with and 
we ended up like talking to this guy who was like a senior and like at first he like came up and he's like hey you guys don't look like you're having as much fun as everyone else because we like weren't because we were like old and we were like why are we here and we were like talking to him for a little bit and like cut to the end of the night where maybe he came up to flirt with us i won't even like say that that's really the case because it like might not have been but like cut to the end of the night where we are giving him um interview advice and resume advice and my friend who is a talented hr pro uh was like say giving him her email address so that he could send her so he could send his resume to her so that she could look it over and like give him tips and stuff. And I was like, we officially can't come back here again. <laughs> we need to stop coming to this place because like we might as well have set up like a booth that said like job fair at this like popular bar at like 1 a.m. And instead we're, yeah, it was oh bad. My gosh. It was super depressing. It's like we were probably trying to capture youth, but instead we just like really accentuated how out of it we <laughs> but that's but really that's really it. depressing he has a child now we're friends on facebook with the guy you met in the bar <laughs> yeah oh my god millennials <laughs> hashtag millennials <laughs> making long-term relationships late at night <laughs> <laughs> we've like never s- interacted or spoken again but i like know so much about his life because he like friended me the next day all right well so here's i i realize we're not all millennials Pew Research Center calls us adult millennials, which is like just that's just embarrassing. But um, yeah, uh, nineteen eighty one. Uh, other other sites say nineteen eighty two, but it's eighty one, eighty two. We're in it. So that's when Gen X stops. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> yep. Adult. I'm, on the cusp. I'm not it's that old. It's just so embarrassing. It's like adult millennial, like adult diaper, like. It's <laughs> so am I a baby oh Gen Xer? Oh my god. There's no term uh, for that. You are an infantile whiner. Mm. Yeah, so baby Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, adult millennial. First of all, it sounds. It like, sounds like embarrassing. It's for weird. the other millennials too. Yeah. 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 If they want to kick us out. I bet. <laughs> they're like, how do we get rid of this? Adult yeah, they're like, if you don't know how to, how to use Snapchat, get out. <laughs> so hard. Adult millennial. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> I've never been used it, but I know I heard it's confusing. (laughs) I actually have a plan to get trained by a a real millennial. She's going to teach me how to use it. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. So, did you know the plural of iPad? I mean, do you know what it is? You were gone when this news broke. Yes. What's? Let's see. Uh, quiz uh, Linda I would say we have two iPads I guess that was the only question was that one question mm-hmm. I was going for a longer quiz here but yeah okay. it's one uh, no there's there's a lot more do you know the plural of Lego um, I actually do because I this is a stupid long story but I do know that you're not supposed to pluralize we specialize Legos. in those here at I drink, know. Drink, drunk. but I know that you're not first of all Lego is all caps which is annoying mm-hmm. and it's also um you're not supposed to pluralize it because it's like a registered word or whatever yeah and you know what's so lame if you, if you call it lego bricks which uh, is so or annoying. Lego. Wow, precedent for the ipad then or lego toys 
Oh, sorry. Okay. okay, so wait, let me start with Lego and then we'll go to iPad. Okay. So something that's really obnoxious is if you go, uh, I don't think they do this anymore, but if you would go to legos.com, um, it would take you to lego.com, but a thing would pop up and be uh, like, sorry. Correcting you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Lego is a brand name and it's very special to all of us at the Lego, Lego group company. Shut up. We would sincerely like your help in keeping it special. Please always refer to our products as Lego bricks or toys and not Legos. Do they know they're talking to three-year-olds? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> By doing so, you'll be helping to protect and preserve a brand of which we are very proud and that stands for quality the world over. Oh like, my God. You would think that Legos with an S was the name of like a dildo company, by the way. Like they're so (laughs) precious about it. Like let people say Legos. It means the same thing. Obviously, everyone's doing it. You have to put up a redirect on your website. It's so common. And like 80% of the people who say Legos are under five (laughs) years old. So like what if you were like as a mom were like if your kid was like, Mommy, I want to play with my Legos. And you were like, Lego bricks. As long as you call them Lego bricks or Lego toys, you can play with them. So we don't get sued, honey. I just tried to go to legos.com and it takes me to uh, a page not found on the Lego website. That's annoying. Uh, Ew. Said Lego too many times now. It doesn't sound like a word. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not a word, but like lego it is a word whatever lego um, my ego so That's this is just thinking. an example of sued. people <laughs> who need to evolve with language like we always say yeah it's always changing embrace it what's the big deal it'd be so much easier to just embrace it than to go through all this rigmarole yeah obviously it's so. funny that you had that up though when they were not doing good now lego's doing amazing oh. so maybe from their turnaround they realize so back to the ipad we're blowing money another thing you they're not ipads Mm-mm. Their iPad devices. Oh, that's annoying. annoying. However, yeah. Steve Jobs did say iPads in his uh, first keynote. So well, he's dead. Wrong. Um, yeah. If you have more than one iPad Pro, you have iPad Pro devices. Oh, my God. You don't have iPad Pros. Nobody has the iPad Pro, so it's not a problem. Um, also, <laughs> also, we were just said this downstairs. If you have more than one <coughs> Mac, you... We were looking at our computers like, oh, yeah. oh You mean the green room, by yeah. the way. That's a, sorry. <laughs> our oh. super professional green room that doubles as Morgan and Brian's kitchen. <laughs> it's a dining room, Linda. Dining room, right. sorry. Um, no, so if you're going from one Mac to two Macs, you can't. You have to go, <laughs> you have to go immediately from one Mac to two Macintosh computers. All of a sudden, you have to put the Intosh on and add computers. <laughs> the fucking Intosh. So now, Intosh. now it's just like, if you have more than one Mac, just throw the rest out because that's that's too hard. Wait, it's, what about a MacBook? Isn't they have to say Macintosh book? But you don't the have The brand name is Mac and book. You, Mac and book. <laughs> MacBook. What about a Mac? That's not in here, but I feel like you're not allowed to say Mac. MacBooks? No, I feel no, like you have to like say MacBook. You have to say like, yeah, you have MacBook, com- Mac- Macintosh computers. Hmm. Too yep. hard, everyone. I mean, this is just an example of like not being friendly to your audience. You know what, guys? Be like the National Weather Service. <laughs> <laughs> if your shit's outdated and lame or yeah. too hard for people or yelly and capital or it says Macintosh in it, just change it. And like if you're not if it's not comfortable in language, like if you can't say it out loud without like having me laugh at it, then like you shouldn't be using it. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't.
have an exciting update for you, Linda. Update away. The Time... The Time... Time Magazine does their influential 100 every year, and it's like yeah. humans that are influential. So Joel Stein, who's a journalist and who's funny and smart, and yeah, um, he, this year he did Time's 100 Most Influential Animals of 2016. Oh, that's funny. And... It's a super long, <gasps> crazy list. What's is it number one? Mm-mm. Ah, number two, killer whale. Tilikum, love Tilikum. And I actually just listened to so Joel, it's specific. Yeah, I just listened animal. to Joel Stein yeah. on a podcast, which is how I found out about this list because he was a guest on Throwing Shade, and he was talking about how he had a uh, a back and forth, I think maybe with his editor, about where to put Tilikum if he sh- Tilikum should be one or two. Well, who's number one? Cecil the lion. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but I actually think Tilikum should have been number one this year. Well, like, that was the argument. It was like, but Cecil's has so like much closed down. Basically, Cecil's just Cecil is just more recent in the news cycle. Yeah, that people remember Cecil more than they remember Tilikum. People might not know when you say Tilikum. They're like, who's that? But when you say Cecil the lion, they're like, oh yeah, the lion that the dentist shot. FYI, if you're not remembering that story. Yeah, but Tilikum, I mean, okay, I get that argument, but like Tilikum has like brought down a like huge You're also obsessed company. with him. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's. <laughs> First of all, Killer was my favorite animal. I don't know how many times I've said that before on this podcast. At least seven. <laughs> yeah. So Tilikum is just like this killer whale who has actually like. You know, killed before, um, but he three people. Yeah, he's like he's had an unfortunate life, and it's not. I don't want to say it's not his fault because he obviously killed, but it's like he's an animal who's been treated. Uh, he's just been in captivity. It doesn't make sense. These killer whales, like uh, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, but all I'm saying is, oh, I think okay, <laughs> sorry. So the PETA expert, PETA president, wanted Tilikum as the top pick. So that's who the back and forth was with. Oh, but I would get that. Let me just read you the description. After killing three people, getting his own documentary, and more impressively, inspiring Tommy Lee to write a letter, the park is ending its orca (laughs) shows. (laughs) That's awesome. So Tilikum's pretty influential. When I, I was just in Portland, Oregon, and we were going over a bridge to the other side of the city, and they were like, the Uber driver pointed out, Oh, our, our Uber or Lyft or whatever it was. Oh, like, oh, that's our new bridge over there. It's a really big deal. We're all really excited about it. And we, we go, what's it called? And he goes, Tilikum. And I was like, hmm? oh, my God, after the whale? <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also, like, had no idea what I was talking about. And so he started telling me about how it's, like, a Native American name Sounds for... Like it, yeah. I don't even know what, because I was like, listen, let me tell you about Tilikum the whale. <laughs> like, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, the Native Americans who lived on this land. I was like, yeah, I don't care, because Tilikum <laughs> is, like, alive and well and bringing down SeaWorld. Tilikum is a word in the Chinook jargon of the Pacific Northwest, Oregon. There you go. That means people, family, tribe, and relatives. It may also refer to Tilikum, Orca, born 1981. Adult millennial! (laughs) (laughs) Owned by SeaWorld Orlando and has been involved in several human deaths. Oh, Wikipedia! Oh, Tilikum's probably like, I feel like I wish I could change my (laughs) Wikipedia entry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like Wikipedia is doing me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, recently I was waiting for the subway at 30th Street Station, and mm-hmm. there I was reading the advertisements that they hang along the subway tracks, and one said, so, um, why are you reading this ad while you wait for the train? Download the free Kindle app, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm not here to advertise for Kindle. They don't Sounds pay like you me are. the big bucks. But I took a picture of this advertisement, which is why I know it so well, because I'm reading off of it. And I was going to send it to Linda, but I knew she was in Italy, Italy and she wouldn't give a fuck. But I knew that <laughs> I would have. She... <laughs> I'd be like, guys, stop drinking your Italian wine. I have something to talk about. Everybody wake up. <laughs> get out of bed. Um, so I thought the fact that this giant Amazon ad in my subway station that says, so, as the big first word of the advertisement was interesting. Because I think this is another one of those linguistic trends I know. which um i feel like <laughs> it's kind of i don't like it as much as i feel like i think it's i think it's kind of like a chicken shit way to start wow. a sentence it's a really i know and i feel like <laughs> i didn't even mean to say that that's how embedded in my language it is but i i know that we keep saying like oh language is yeah, it evolves and like stepping so curmudgeonly and like whatever. But it's like um, this actually really bothers me because a step too far, a step too far. And to be to be clear, I I know that I say so in my everyday conversations and what have you. But when I'm at work and get emails, the the emails actually start with the word so. Mm. I'm just like, why? Why are you starting your professional email with? <laughs> so I was looking into the communications plan, or I was so I was reading the commu- like whatever. Yeah. It's like, why are you starting with so? Yeah. Like we're so not in the middle we of a conversation. Have a meeting scheduled for Wednesday, but I'm actually going to be out of the office. Do you think though that makes it feel like you are in the middle of a conversation? Because I was guilty of doing this before I read a wonderful blog post oh on Linda's blog when I had about a blog that. For two weeks. And I go, oh, I always say... That was before she got a podcast. I used so. The truth. Yeah. You know, it's like, so this is what we're doing. But did I you start think, emails that I feel way? like that's how people... The very first That's word. why people do it. The very first word no, of the email? No, because I'm professional and good, but maybe the second paragraph no, to introduce well, okay, a new thing. Different. Or is that okay? Well, so what you're talking about is here's the scenarios here's the background blah blah blah. so what we've decided to do is move forward in this way and that's fine because that is actually you are in the middle of a conversation a one-sided conversation (laughs) but a conversation (laughs) (laughs) so you are like referencing back yes but like when you start an email with so especially professionally like i just can't i just I can't believe mm-hmm. that someone hasn't said something to these I people. I feel like I was I do do that and I was lying to cover up subconsciously. I probably started with this though. But okay. It's okay. Continue. It's okay. It's now right. you it's know what we're better. here for. Now we know, right? Yeah, I, I just think that it, I definitely after I realized this and read Linda's wonderful blog post. <laughs> RIP Linda's blog. Mhm. Um 
I was more cognizant of my so usage because it is totally. It's like, oh wait a minute, let me erase the word so. Everything means is the same. It means the same thing. It's all the same words. Nothing is changing. You're just not being a weirdo. Forces you to be more confident. Yes, which I feel like <laughs> is same similar thing. to this whole. I feel like debacle, yeah. which I also appreciate, and I get. I get where Molly, what's her face, was coming from. Um. Yeah, I mean, I definitely fall to one side of the, I feel like, and to the other side for so, because... But I they, mean, there's mutual ground. There's common ground between the two. There's common ground because I actually don't think you should use, I feel like, in a professional email or something. Like, mm-hmm. I think you have to be careful with it in professional... I agree. I agree. It's more of a speech thing. I don't think yeah. I would... I don't think I would write it unless... Unless I was trying to be super careful, unless I was yeah. emailing somebody that I was very, very concerned about their misinterpretation of yeah. what I was typing. Yeah. Well, I don't know how often that happens. So just don't do it. <laughs> so, so you're dumb, stop. and so was Amazon Kindle. Aww. Wow. Sorry. Go to the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read paper books. What'd they ever do to you? <laughs> It's like William Strunk and E.B. White became women, got drunk, and familiarized themselves with podcasting. Except way better! That's a awesome review from A.E. Horton on our iTunes page, and it's the kind of shit that you should be writing and leaving for us. We need more love. We need more positivity. You need to go to drunkwordnerds.com slash review and write a review and be even funnier than A.E. Horton. You have it in you. I believe in you. <laughs> I think you can too. So just do it. Actually, that's a good use of so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every review needs to say, I feel like, and so, and then we'll grade it. And then we'll read them back and give you your, your letter grades on the podcast. And if you have stuff you want us to talk about, you can send it to drunkwordnerds at gmail.com. I just bumped it with my head. It's in my way all the time. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Linda. This has been a riveting production.